Hi, welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. I am Mary Colbert. And you know I'm Dr. Colbert, Mary. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, for those of you who are watching, uh, yes, of course you know who Dr. Colbert is. This is uh, part two in the Healthy Brain Zone of Dr. Colbert. His newest book that has just been released, and probably, I'm hearing from people, this is probably one of your best books you've ever written. Well, what I did is I put together the key pieces to the puzzle for Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, this has been a, a work in progress because literally the foundation of this work came from Seven Pillars of Health, The Hormone Zone, the Beyond Keto book, which should have also could have been titled the Alzheimer's Prevention Diet or the Alzheimer's Reversal Diet. But then I put the missing pieces together to start actually reversing Alzheimer's disease, early and mid-Alzheimer's. Now, when it's severe and you had just shrinkage of the brain and severe buildup of amyloid, beta amyloid, and tangles in the brain, it can't be reversed. But if we can get it in early stage, mid-stage, we can usually to a large extent of patients, reverse it. And I've been doing this now for a few years with amazing results. And I, I want to share real quick, if I can, the story sure. of your mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's because amazing. this is this paints the picture to give you hope that can this happen. Uh, a year ago, we got a phone call from his brother. His mother had really uh, developed a septic uh, UTI and had become very septic from it. As a result, it really threw her into a comatose um, state. state. And I'll never forget, you know, when the brother called, Don is very busy, and he's like, you know, mom hasn't been eating or drinking now three or four days. And Don was like, why didn't you call me, you know? Well, we were treating it, and we thought she'd get better, but we think mom's dying. And so the UTI went very... Now she was 87 years of age. 87. And, and he was, uh, you know, pretty much... They were, the hospice has been called in. The nurses have been called in. They live in Mississippi. And, of course, we live in Florida. So Don was booked up with patients, and there wasn't really much he could do at that point other than he did get on the phone with the nurses and ordered them to give her these two shots. Uh, two days in a row which, of an antibiotic of right. an antibiotic to deal with the UTI that had gone septic, and uh, they didn't want to do it. They just wanted to let her die. They were not giving her fluids. They're not doing anything. They're like, "Look, we're just going to let her go." And he was like, "No, that's my mother. You're not mm -hmm. going to let her uh, die dehydrated. That is the worst death ever." So he sent me out to Mississippi, and he goes, Mary, you get there to Just my, my barking dog. <laughs> Make and sure he, they carried out these orders. That's right. He <laughs> said, don't you dare let them let my mother die dehydrated. And give her fluid. Give her fluid. So I'm like, don't worry, Don. I'm going to get her fluids in it. So I get there, and I, uh, the brother had been giving her tea. That's before, my brother, Dan. Before right. he went, before she became comatose. And I said, Dan, tea dehydrates. She needs water, but she won't drink water. She won't drink it. I said, well, she's going to drink it for me the way she <laughs> is. So uh, she was gone. And well, I first, she wouldn't wake up. She, no, she was couldn't arouse gone. her or anything. Nothing. Not aroused, nothing. So I put her head up, and I took a big glass of water, and I said, I'm going to pour this down her throat. And they go, you're going to choke her to death. And I said, well, then I choke her to death, but she's going to get this water in her one way or the other. <laughs> 
And so I just slowly put the glass up there and slowly got that water down. And she just slowly, very slowly began drinking the water. But didn't and you ask her something first? Not yet. Oh, no, yeah, no she, she wasn't okay. away. Oh, she, she, was, she didn't know okay. I was there. Okay. She was gone. And a big glass of water like this, I got in her and I went, yes. So I got another one. And I slowly began putting that water into her to just get her hydrated. And after the second glass of water, and I made the brother leave because he was mad, think I was going to choke her to death. And I made him leave because I thought, he is not going to stop me. I've got to get this fluid in her. So I got it in the second glass. And finally, when I got the second glass, I laid her head back on the pillow. And she popped her eyes open at me. And she looked. And I thought, <laughs> oh, she's awake. You know, and I, so I began talking to her. Hey, it's me. And she knew who I was, ironically. And um, I asked her, I said, Kitty, I just want to know. Are you ready to go home to be with Jesus? I thought, you know, she's done. But she's a strong Christian, praise Strong, God. loves the Lord. And she had her eyes shut when I asked her, and uh, all of a sudden her eyes opened up, and she looked at me and went, no, just like that. <laughs> and I shocked me so bad, I fell back <laughs> in my chair with the force and strength. I thought, this woman's not going anywhere. You know, well, you said you better start drinking this water. That's drink what more. I told her. I said, you got to. So then we gave her a protein drink and then Dan came in. Dan was crying. He couldn't believe his mom was awake. Couldn't believe she got the water down. Called Don, you know, and I said, but, you know, Don, I don't know if she'll make it till you get here tomorrow because she's bad. And I said, but, you know, we'll just all pray and believe God. And uh, long she story, had already called all the family members I, or sent texts. I, I, I had the funeral for arrangements. The funeral. Yeah. I was preparing for a funeral arrangement because hospice told me she's got 24, 48 hours and she'll be gone. So I was like, okay, they're the experts. They see this, you know. Long story short, folks, she came back. Don began giving her what he is talking about here in his book, Supplements, Nutrition, to her brain. We went to their house for Thanksgiving this year, and this is the year 2023, And depending upon the date of this video when you watch it. So on 2022, we went to Thanksgiving, and I was sitting watching this woman, fully engaged, talking to us, Love the turkey, love the food, talking about her cats, talking about the grandkids. I mean, within 10, 11 months of applying Don's program, they were following it to a T. This woman came back from death. Her I, I mean, from before, death. I couldn't interact with her. I couldn't care in this conversation. At with all. Her. The, hot, the uh, nurses said, you need to call hospice. She only has a, just a short time right. to live. And literally now my mom is back. She's enjoying life again. Her brain is back. She's conversing, true. totally interacting, Absolutely totally true. normal. And uh, again, one of the key things I did is I optimized. I brought her testosterone level to a, uh, a high level that supports the brain. Now, not a high level of a man, but I put her up around 150 to 200 milligrams. A man's testosterone is typically around um, 500 uh, milligrams, that's uh, the blood test that we draw. But I brought her level up to around 200 by uh, instructing my brother to give her IM testosterone because testosterone helps to repair those neurons and it prevent, prevents shrinkage of the brain and supports synapses 
and some of the testosterone is converted to estradiol, which improves blood flow, and both testosterone and estradiol increase brain-derived neurotrophic factor that helps the brain grow and rewire and rejuvenates and restores brain cells and actually grows brain cells. And so I did that along with vitamin D3. I optimized that, brought it up to a uh, level, uh, optimal level 50 to 80, which turns on over 900 genes and helps to restore and repair brain synapses. I also lowered her homocysteine level. Homocysteine is that toxic amino acid. I did it with key supplements. Now, she couldn't swallow pills. I had to give her sublinguals and gummies to get this down her. And so, again, and some of the capsules we would open, open and put them in water, open right. the capsules and put it in water and let it dissolve and then take take it through, um, you know, and just stir it up water. in water. But but one thing I learned years ago, I, you see, I went to a conference years ago. This is before I wrote my book, The Hormone Zone. And I listened to a medical doctor discussing about the benefits of testosterone. And this doctor, after the uh, lecture was over, this one doctor asked a question. He says, he says, my mom is 93 years old. Do you think testosterone could help her? And the doctor, the lecturer, or do you think replied, I should give it to or you her? Think, you think I, could, I should give my mom testosterone? And the, the lecturer said, only if you love her. <laughs> because, again, testosterone is so beneficial for so many things, but especially the brain, that uh, one of the key things I give to most of my women and men over 70, over 65, most of my women, as well as the majority of my men, are on some form of testosterone because without it, you, as you get older, you're going to be more prone to getting frail and feeble and have degeneration, be bent over and have osteopenia or osteoporosis, sarcopenia or muscle wasting. But testosterone prevents and reverses that. And that's what we saw with my mom. And now it's absolutely amazing to see the turnaround. I call her every Sunday night. She carries on a full conversation. She's asked about the grandkids. Totally engaged, not forgetting. It's absolutely, her brain's not totally restored. And yes, she has some mild Alzheimer's, but it's so much better than before. She's not gone. She's not gone. She's back. She She's is actually, She knows who he is. She knows who I am. She knows who her kids are. She knows who her cats are, friends that come <laughs> she loves over. Her cats. So, I mean, she. See, her nickname is Kitty. Yeah. And she's a cat lover. She has she sure four is. kitty cats. She is. But anyway, let's talk about some of the signs want, or symptoms yeah, of but I want, Alzheimer's disease. I want people to know you've got to get a hold of this book. The information that we're going to share is not going to be enough in this podcast for you to see. The Healthy Brain Zone. It's very simple to read. It's very easy to follow. Go to drcolbert.com and get a hold of your book, and we will ship it out to you. And the products that we have developed yes. is also on the, the website. The Brain Zone product. Brain and I can just only pray advanced. I can keep it in stock because yeah. I can tell you, <laughs> when people get on this, you need to be on the products for at least three months before you really see huge changes. Right. So you've got to stay consistent with it for three months. And we got to get that homocysteine level yeah, down. Sometimes so it takes as long as six months to once, get it down. Once that happens and you see the difference these products are going to make, you're going to want to do them, stay on them. So I've got to work hard to make sure we can keep them in stock. Now, let's talk about some of the symptoms of mild Alzheimer's because my father had mild Alzheimer's in his 50s and I didn't recognize it. But uh, what we find with mild Alzheimer's, they have, first of all, usually struggle to find the right word. 
They just can't bring the right word out. They also have problems forgetting. They become forgetful. People say, oh, it's just a senile moment. But if these get more frequent, and especially now, folks, in the evening time, in the late afternoon and evening, they start to get what we call sundowner syndrome, where literally uh, they just their brain just shuts off and they can't remember and they forget where they are and they think they have they to They start go asking home. the same question, over repeating, and over, repeating, over and over. Yes. They sleep. They want right. to sleep. They've got to take a nap. They're but this is mild tired. Alzheimer's. They, yeah. And also, you uh, another symptom is forgetting material that you just read, as well as tru- trouble planning and organizing. These people can't organize. Like my dad, when he came back, when he was in his 50s, he'd come to my house and drive down from Mississippi to Florida, and he would organize my garage, try to, but he would end up stacking everything, boxes all the way up to the ceiling in a corner. My wife yeah. says, that's going to tip over. And she was wondering, but they have problems organizing and planning. Right. They uh, lose or misplace objects and documents, or they put them in weird places like your remote. They put it in the fridge or the freezer, or they, um, they leave the, the uh, stove on or the uh, eye of the, um, the stovetop on. And so this could be quite dangerous Are uh, they eventually. become confused and, you know, driving? Well, that's moderate. Now, yeah, now this is when it goes from mild to moderate dementia. With oh, moderate right. dementia, okay. you start getting confusion. They become wanderers. They start wandering off. They get Well, familiar confused. drive that they've always yes. driven, all of a sudden they That's what happened remember. to my dad. Now, yeah. my dad had yeah. this when uh, he was actually would drive us to uh, the University of Mississippi when I was right. in college. And he was in his 40s back then, but I missed it. I thought, oh, my dad just getting seen, a little senile, but he would get confused. And I said, Dad, you turned there. Don't you remember? And he said, oh, I got a little turned around, you know. But again, these are signs of moderate Alzheimer's disease. You start forgetting part of your personal history. You forget what college you went to or what high school, or you forget your address, or you forget your phone number. You need help in choosing appropriate clothes, or you start layering. My dad started layering his clothes. He'd put on a shirt and pants and then put on another pair of pants and another shirt. And they it, forget they ate. They forget that they've just eaten. Well, and they're yeah, hungry but, yeah, or they think right. they've eaten and they haven't. They eaten. then become yeah. suspicious or yeah. they become suspicious. My dad used to hide things from my mom. Yeah. He'd put things and my mom would be searching for important documents. He'd hide them or hide her keys, or hide her wallet, or hide his money. And she'd be searching all over the place. It used to frustrate her to know, well, he's hidden something else again. I can't find it. And then also they would um, have trouble controlling their bladder and, or their bowels. And so, again, it's just uh, the big thing is they would get lost. They'd get turned around real yeah. easily. Then it progresses to severe. Now, when it's severe, this is hard to reverse. We can usually reverse early Alzheimer's is usually not much of a problem once we put these key points together and the nutrients and the lifestyle together with the diet. And then moderate is usually fairly easy to reverse. But severe Alzheimer's, when you have a lot of that beta amyloid, when you have the brain shrinkage, see the brain, once it shrinks and you lose so many neurons and so many axons and dendrites and synapses, you've had brain downsizing. And then it's really difficult to totally restore the brain. It's almost impossible. So it's critical to get it in the early and mid stages until the late stage. Late stages, you forget your surroundings. You don't know where you are. These people have problems communicating. And this was what was happening with my mom because she had just been hit with sepsis. She had had COVID. 
She had had a major surgery. She had had a hip fracture and, again, was under general anesthesia. A lot of people with general anesthesia yeah. have uh, major problems with memory afterwards. That's because of the hypoxia or low oxygen from the surgery or the low blood pressure they developed from surgery or the excessive stress from surgery. And these will affect the brain. But also other signs are these people have low awareness of recent events. They don't know where they are. They don't know what day it is. They don't know what time of the day it is. They don't, then they just, they're unaware. They're totally unaware. And then eventually they lose the use of physical abilities. They lose the ability to walk, to sit, to swallow. And a lot of patients, when this severe stage, the last stage, they can't swallow. And eventually they become more prone to infection, bladder infection, sepsis, pneumonia. That's what usually takes these patients out, pneumonia. My father died of pneumonia. My mother almost died of sepsis from a bladder infection. Mm-hmm. But again, so it's important to also know how to diagnose it. And most of the doctors are missing it. Are missing it. Gone. Because if you get it early in mid-stage, we can usually reverse it. What age do you think people ought to have this blood test to find out? Earlier, the earlier the better. And I tell people, if you can do it at age 50, it's great. I do the homocysteine level and the FOE4G. What but also the HSCRP. Or teenagers. Well, or again, again, if you've got Alzheimer's in your family, and I would get the APOE gene for every member of my family, especially if your kid wants to play contact sport like football or soccer or mixed martial arts or lacrosse or want to get a motorcycle or ride a bike, do uh, this off trail biking where these kids uh, can suffer major head injuries, you want to get the APOE4 gene test. And because if you have that uh, gene, then you're much more prone to have Alzheimer's if you have a concussion. And we want to avoid a concussion at all costs. I cannot tell you how many patients over the years have the gene when we didn't know they had the gene because we didn't have this test until just about 20 years ago or so. And so these patients uh, have had a major concussion and then they have the gene. And remember, when you have this APOE gene or the Alzheimer's gene and get a concussion, your risk of developing Alzheimer's increases by tenfold. So it's critical to avoid trauma to the head, or they could have had a car accident where they hit their head. So we know now how to stop it or how to prevent it. That's the good news. I know that people are hesitant to want to know this, but folks, I mean, knowledge is power. It is. Well, if you have brain trauma, head trauma, you want to get on testosterone, pregnenolone and DHEA. And again, I talk about the dosages in the book. The dosage for women is 50 milligrams a day for pregnenolone, as well as men. And the dose of DHEA is 25 milligrams a day for men and 10 milligrams a day for women, or up to 10 milligrams twice a day for women and 25 milligrams twice a day for men. These actually help to restore the brain, protect the brain after you've had a concussion. Now, the biggest thing that in your book that you address, one of the biggest things that is just toxic to the brain is sugar. Well, Mary, that's, again, that's one of the main causes of Alzheimer's. Isn't in fact, uh, there's six forms of Alzheimer's. Type 1.5 is glycotoxic or, or sweet, which is due to insulin resistance of the brain. See, type 3 diabetes of the brain is Alzheimer's. When you have Alzheimer's, the vast majority of these people have insulin resistance of the brain. In other words, insulin is not working in their brain. The brain cells cannot take up sugar. So these people are struggling to find the word because they do not have, the insulin is not working properly. Mm. So the, the, see, insulin is critical to open the cell so that the cell can take up the sugar. 
and the sugar is what runs the cell. The brain has got to have glucose to function optimally. Now, also, the keto diet, the healthy keto diet, provides an alternative fuel source, ketone body and fat. Ketones are great for the brain. That's why these people's brains start to wake up when we give them the, the keto diet. And I know one thing you do when we go out to eat, it's so funny, is he always brings us olive oil and yes. pours it in the thing and takes the bread and sourdough <laughs> usually and puts right. it and just soaks it till it's yes, soaked I do. I and do. eats the bread just soaked with olive oil. Right, I because do. a healthy olive oil, not all olive oils are good, guys, just so you know, um, has to be a good one. Um, well, a healthy so olive healthy. oil that's high in polyphenols, what it does, it protects the arteries to the brain. It, de- it helps to improve blood flow throughout the whole body and especially the brain. It also decreases inflammation of the brain, which is the cause of type 1 Alzheimer's is inflammation in the brain. I think that's and, so important. And a healthy olive oil will almost always give you a burn in the back of your throat, and you'll have a little hacky cough for a second or two. And that's how you know it's a healthy olive oil. And I talk about this in detail in my book, Beyond Keto, and I talk about the powerful oleocanthal that's the most powerful polyphenol. And again, that's all in that book. I didn't go into it in this book, The Healthy Brain Zone. But again, olive oil is critical, but a healthy keto diet gives you an alternative fuel supply. It gives you ketones. And when you are doing that healthy keto diet, not with slabs of bacon and slabs of cheese and butter and cream. No, I'm talking about olive oil, olive oil, olive oil, fish oil, avocado oil, seeds, and nuts. Those are the wonderful fats that are brain healthy. Now, one of the things that Don and I did is we went to Greece and we met with some scientists who are studying. Dr. Um, Magiatis. He's one of the authorities on olive oil. Olive oil. University of Athens. Yeah, yeah, we went to the University of Athens and that was quite an experience. Oh, it was. Absolutely amazing. That was back <laughs> about five years ago. Wow, it's a long yeah. time ago. Sometime but it was I want to talk about that trip because that was eye opening. <clears throat> but. In sitting there and listening to these scientists and these doctors and showing their graphs, one of the things they found by accident in their study was the benefit to the brain in Alzheimer's with the olive oil. And I was like, why isn't this all over the country? Why isn't this all over the But not just olive oil. It's oleocanthal. Right. And oleocanthal is a polyphenol in early harvested olive oil. That literally gets rid of the beta amyloid plaque in the brain. So, again, really important for the brain. And, again, you say, well, how do I get oleocanthal? Well, you can get it online. You can also get it. We have an oleocanthal. Or you can get what we call high polyphenol olive oil. That's what I like is the high poly. Such as Hermes, you can get it online. And, again, that's not my brand, but it's a good high polyphenol olive oil that helps your arteries. But yeah, because there's some now in the U.S. from yeah, California, California yeah, that, are that high is high. Sure. They, they <clears throat> actually are ranking olive oil now with this ranking, right. you know, of whether or not you have high polyphenols. And so definitely. But oleocanthal is still the king of all the polyphenols. And yeah. again, I discussed this in detail in my other book, Beyond Keto, which should have been called or could have been called the Alzheimer's Prevention And you can get this on our website. You can go to our website, drcolbert.com or divinehealth.com and see the products that he has developed because you can't get what you need in food for the brain. There's a lot of things you can do to help the brain, but there are some things you cannot do 
by simply eating the right food and stuff. There's some things you have to do to supplement for the brain. Yes, absolutely. Now, and he's formulated it. Now, again, in my book, The Brain Zone, The Healthy Brain Zone, I talk about the 10 dom- dementogens. Now, you've heard of carcinogens. Carcinogens are chemicals that cause cancer. Dementogens are chemicals that trigger Alzheimer's disease. So I'd like to take the remaining time and talk about some of these. Let's do it. Uh, The first dementogen I talk about are heavy metals. You know, there are four neurotoxic heavy metals I talk about, but the worst heavy metal for the brain is mercury. Mm -hmm. And you know that mercury is present in a lot of fish that we eat. Mm -hmm. The larger the fish, the more predatory the fish, generally the more mercury the fish contain. And mercury in fish is actually increasing now. And wow. uh, so, again, mercury is present, especially in the large fish, sharks. Sharks have lots of mercury. Don't eat shark. But also orange roughy, sea bass. A lot of people love sea bass. That has high mercury in it. It's a big fish. Uh, sailfish. Sailfish has a lot of mercury. Swordfish, marlin, orange roughy, king mackerel, tilefish, as well as big eye tuna and ahi tuna. So for all you fishermen, mm-hmm. if you're eating lots of fish, you better be taking a chelator afterwards or some cilantro and chlorella or a glutathione-boosting supplement. So again, mercury's in fish. So you say, well, what do I do if I eat fish? Well, I, what I do if I eat fish is I, I take my glutathione-boosting supplement. Glutathione is a master detoxifier. It's an antioxidant. It's, impre- it's present in a supplement you can get called N-acetylcysteine, 500 milligrams twice a day. Or we have a new liposome, excuse me, we have a new nanonized glutathione spray that works amazing. And I'm excited that Divine Health will be carrying the next few weeks. So I'm real excited about that. I'll be on that every day. The other uh, heavy metal that's real common that we see that causes, that also causes brain degeneration and dementia, it's a dementogen, is arsenic. Now, did you know that a lot of people don't realize that arsenic is toxic to the brain? It actually affects the main memory center, the hippocampus of the brain, where it helps to uh, transform short-term memories into long-term memory. And foods that are high in arsenic are mainly uh, your chicken, rice, especially uh, brown rice syrup that's in these cereal bars, and as well as water. A lot of water contains arsenic. Wow. So you say, well, how do I get rid of arsenic? Well, you get rid of you get rid of arsenic by, first of all, glutathione's a master detoxifier that removes it, or you can chelate it with heavy metals, or you can use infrared sauna. And that works on all the neurotoxic metals. The neurotoxic metals are first mercury, arsenic, lead, and cadmium. And I go in detail about each of these dementogens and how to remove it, but sauna or sweating it out with infrared sauna, glutathione, the master detoxifier, and or chelating agents, for mercury and arsenic, it's DMSA or DMPS. For lead and cadmium, it's mainly um, ca- uh, calcium EDTA or disodium EDTA. We're going to be going on to Rumble as well as YouTube with our videos. So watch for that. We're going to be, and we'd ask for you to share it with your family, your friends. Go to drcolbertdivinehealth.com. Uh, or drcolbert.com, and either one will get you to us and get a hold of this book. And it is the book, this is going to be the book of 2023 people are going to be talking about because it's so full of real answers, things that you can really do. 
So be, do that for your friends, your families, for your health. You know, the Lord wants you to walk in divine health. It is. That's his promise, and that is his desire for you and all of us to Amen. walk in divine health. And if you're not, there are things you need to learn to do so that you can, because that's the will of God. Amen. Uh, in fact, Apostle John says, Brother, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God bless you. Amen. Take care of that temple. Amen. You are his temple, not the building anymore. It's you. You, you are the temple. Amen. God bless.